An undeveloped six can spread this lie that being responsible means being responsible to other people's plots, agendas, and dreams. Ugh. From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 32, and it is your April numerology forecast for 2018. So last month, you were called to change something within you so that the change outside of you, the transformation that you've been seeking, can get rolling. Well, now in the month of April, a sixth universal month, you're being called to feed and nourish what you most love. The six is like this metaphorical miracle grow. You can only use it, though. You can only use this aspect of the number six, of growing what you want and you desire, if you are willing to get past the loyalty that you have to old traditions. So you guys know that I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that our reality is quite porous and ever-changing and ever-flowing, and that there are signs and symbols that show up everywhere if you're willing to see them. So out of the blue the other night, my 15-year-old daughter wants to watch a movie with me, which you guys, is un- it's unprecedented, okay? And she picked the movie, The Notebook. I haven't seen this movie in eons. And as we're watching, my jaw drops because the two numbers that we're dealing with predominantly this month were showcased in this movie. In the movie, The Notebook, Noah and Allie fall in love one summer. And they're so different, these two characters. They couldn't come from more different backgrounds. Allie is a rich city girl, and Noah is this poor country boy. Their love was that really unusual kind, that passionate, unique kind where they could talk for hours. They played They laughed, they argued, they couldn't keep their hands off of one another. And one of the things that made it so special is that they were these two totally different individuals coming together who honored their perspective uniqueness, who made their individual uniqueness a strength. That's the number 11 the 11 universal year that we're in. Honoring our uniqueness, stepping into it in our lives. Coming out of the closet, metaphorically speaking, and allowing ourselves to follow the breadcrumbs of our bliss, even if it's a little bit odd and eccentric. Well, then comes the number six in the story. April is a six universal month. The six is Allie's mom. Fiercely protective? Yes. 
caring more than you could ever know. Ali's mom wants the absolute best for her. But an undeveloped and dangerous six? Yeah, 100%. An undeveloped six can spread this lie that being responsible means being responsible to other people's plots, agendas, and dreams. Ugh. I know a couple of sixes in my personal life that are undeveloped, that do this, right? They're righteous and certain that they know how to take care of you and help you. The problem is that their advice is based on their limited values when they're undeveloped. It's based on tradition, comfort, and security. Not necessarily on what values you need for your own happiness. Gosh, I get as riled up about undeveloped sixes as my father gets about like racial discrimination. <laughs> I could pick it about this. Improperly using the divine gift of the six is dangerous for two reasons. Number one, it lures you into other people's realities with the promise of acceptance and love, right? If you do this, you will be loved. If you do this, you will be secure. If you do this, you will be successful. You will save yourself grief. And the second danger behind improperly using the six is that if you get lured into someone else's reality, into someone else's world, if you build a sense of false responsibility and duty to their garden, to their agenda, to their dream, you end up naturally neglecting your own. You neglect your own mandated by your creator, blissful garden of Eden that you need to fertilize and feed to be happy. So back to the story, Allie's mom, out of protection, cuts ties between the two lovers. She wants Allie to live an upper-class life. She thinks that that will safeguard Allie from the pain and the suffering of the world. And so even though Noah writes Allie 365 letters trying to reach her, they don't get through. Her mom hides the letters. And Allie has no idea over the course of years that her aligned life is waiting for her. So years later, on the verge of living her mother's life, getting married to a handsome, rich, loving man that, of course, her wealthy parents adore, Allie sees a picture of Noah in the newspaper. She was trying on her wedding dress and she faints. <laughs> he had remodeled this beautiful plantation house on a lake that he promised to buy for her the summer that they spent together, that they could grow old in. She's so impacted by this that she takes a weekend off before the wedding to go visit Noah, to get resolution. Why did he never contact her? Why did he abandon her? And they end up spending the weekend together, rekindling their connection, their incredible, blissful love, 
Allie, for the first time in years, is ignited creatively. She starts to paint again. She starts to find herself, her true self. And then her mom shows up, announcing that Allie's fiancé was in town looking for her. And there's this one incredible scene. A scene that illustrates the true supernatural power of the number six this month. Of being responsible to what you want and what you love. Allie is loading up her stuff into the car to go into town and to meet up with her fiancé. And Noah's freaking out. He's lost her once. Is he going to lose her again? And he says, Allie, will you do something for me, please? Will you just picture your life for me 30 years from now, 40 years from now? What's it look like? If it's with that guy, go. Go. I lost you once. I think I can do it again if I thought it's what you really wanted. But don't you take the easy way out. And Allie goes, what easy way? There is no easy way. No matter what I do, someone gets hurt. Noah gets so frustrated. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? And Allie's like, it's hey, it's not that simple. And Noah says, God, what do you want, God damn it? What do you want? What a brilliant scene. What do you want? When the six shows up, it asks you, what do you want? And man, when we are in an 11 universal year with the six, it asks you, what do you really want? What is your bliss? The six in its highest form wants you to be devoted to your dream. It wants you to take on responsibility to feed the garden of your dreams. And if you answer that what you want is whatever they want, oh boy, the 11 will not sit by this year. It will undulate waves of anxiety, crippling insecurity, existential self-pity and sadness within you to try to smoke out the lie, to break your loyalty to a tradition that was never yours in the first place. It will try to remind you of that childhood summer self swinging in the trees, <laughs> flirting with the 11. You know, the self the version of you who knew that your creator, your God, gave you your dreams to be protective and responsible to them. Now, don't misunderstand me using this story as an, as an analogy. This isn't about love. In fact, I don't think it's about your love life at all this month, even though we have two numbers here that are very much in regards to love, the two and the six. This is about what life you want to build and experience for yourself. Because you can't experience the sixes version of love, which is committed, long-term, devoted, marriage-type love. You can't experience that kind of love 
if you are negating your Garden of Eden. If you're negating the desires that God seated within you as breadcrumbs for how you would be the best partner, how you would be the best business person, how you would be the best friend, the best family member. You cannot ignore that. Here's the really crazy thing. In the notebook, even though so many years went by where Ali and Noah were not in contact, neither one of them ever truly committed to anyone else. Noah devoted himself to buying and remodeling this house that they were supposed to live in together. And Allie, even though she was engaged, she was never intimate with her fiancé or anyone. They both had never truly committed to anything else because anything else wasn't what they wanted. And to some degree, that's been the same for you. You may have been wondering why ventures weren't flowing or as successful as you know they could be. Whether it's a relationship, a job, a career, vocation, a purpose, a health regimen, a spiritual practice, you name it. It wasn't truly successful because you weren't actually truly committed to it. You weren't committed to it in the way that you know you could be. The six asks you, what do you want? I don't care what they want. I don't care what they think is possible, what they think is acceptable, what they think should happen. What do you want? Feed what you want. Pay attention to it. Beautify it. Decorate it. Please come back to it, even if no one else is there. Let it become your secret garden. And if you do this, if you truly find out what you really want, there'll be a sort of miracle grow at your disposal with the number six of this month. The six is the divine gift of nourishing and growing what you most love. So you might as well head back. And this isn't as big of a deal as it might sound. For some of you, it might be. For some of you, it might be that there is a reawakening that is happening that requires you to take a leap, to shut a door, to take a risk. But for a lot of you, it's simple and, and short. It might be that there was one part of the equation. There was one missing puzzle piece that you needed to include in that venture that needs to be include, included in your relationship dynamic that allows you to finally have and receive what you want. And it's all about your individual leadership. It's all about 
your individual self and meeting your individual needs. That is the theme of this month. That along with that spiritual friend of yours, whether you call it God, the creator, the universe, the poet on your bookshelf that inspires you, that along with that spiritual friend, you are no longer ignoring yourself, ignoring your needs. You are becoming a devoted, committed partner in realizing them, even if no one else can see it. Even if other people are mired in their own agendas, even if other people are asking you to join in to their story, the 11 says, what do you want? I don't care what they want. What do you want? Okay, guys, that is the podcast for this week. As always, please comment and rate the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Let me know how I'm doing, what you would like to see in the future, and comment on the blog and let me know what do you want. I'll talk with you guys next week.